it's time for the Culture Trumpet Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Dan. All right, Doyle, tidy. And the other one, Mark. Hey, up, Chuck. Make a sprue. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> here we are. So, been away for a while, but that's been fine because we've both had stuff to do. We said we would be away for a while. It came to no, so, no, no surprise that we were taking a break because, like I say, life got in the way. You'll also notice that normal production has resumed in terms of quality, I think. Can't well, that remains to be seen, say, can't it? speak for the, for the content, but production value of the overall Technical podcast. quality. Yeah. Yes. No, no promises about anything else. So, so good, good, good Christmas and New Year. Yeah, not bad. Cool. Not bad. So, here well, we are. You beat that conversation to the ground. Yeah, absolutely. That's well and truly been taken out of the back alley and shot through the head. Right. <laughs> also, I'm going to apologise to anyone who does listen to this. I'm still ill, but we want to get this out of the way because if we give it another week, we're already into like mid-January. So the end of 2022 yeah. special, which we should probably welcome you to, by the way, this is the yes. end of 2022. It's a special episode. Christ knows how long it's going to be. But well, we have lots of notes. Yes. But... So uh, let's just see how how we go and what what tangents we go off on. So yeah, end of the year special, and maybe a look forward to um, what else is on on the way. Well, I'd like to start with sort of a a wrap up of Culture Trumpet full stop, and then we'll get to the good stuff, which mm. is why everyone's going to listen. Um, oh yeah, it's what, we, what what they're here for. Yeah, we did fourteen episodes in twenty twenty two which I felt was quite cool. I enjoyed it. They were fun. Um, some did better than others. Um, mm-hmm. But we've just had, we've had about a year of content out there, which mm. which is quite yeah. cool. I don't think either me or Mark thought, Mark and I, I should say, um, would have thought we'd still be doing it now because um, it is all for fun. We get nothing for it. It is. And, it is. But, but the majority of it is fun to just talk about the hobby at least once yes. every couple of weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, frankly, thank God we're not relying on it for income because, <laughs> well, I could, my mortgage would be worried. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Uh, and and as you say, some have had more listeners than others, and some have had more feedback than others. But I think generally the feedback's been positive. Uh, we haven't taken the world by storm yet, but you know, that's what twenty twenty three is for, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah new, new year new us all that shit that's it exactly exactly so um let's we, we, as i say we, we've got a few notes um just to kind of hopefully keep things on topic <laughs> um so let's start looking at some of the film highlights and news and, and things like that so i guess one of the things we always seem to end up talking about is the the marvel mcu stuff sure and it's it's been a bit of a mixed year i think for them it's it's been interesting to to say Mm. the least i think i wouldn't even say it's been mixed because mixed implies that it's been 50 good 50 bad 50 percent good sure okay and i wouldn't even say that those ratios are right i'd go more 60 40 for the worse personally 
And I think okay. because because of the amount of content that there now is with the television shows as well as the film releases, mm. it's becoming quite like there needs there needs to be such high quality for that to be fifty fifty because there's more yeah. of it now, right? Yeah. So yeah. let's let's just run through the twenty twenty two cinematic releases. We had Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder, yep. Black Panther: oh, yeah. Wakanda Forever. Yes. Television, we had Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk. We also had yes. Werewolf by Night and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which are two specials, yes. right? Yes. So, yeah. looking at that, three films, three TV shows. Mm. Like, take the specials out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was okay. It was okay, but not as good as it could or should have been. Right. Thor, yep. Love and Thunder. I enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder. Now, I know a lot of people didn't because they said it was too silly, but I like silly stuff. So, <laughs> Taika Waititi, anything he does, I'll watch. And, and he just has this sense of humour that, that I get. So... I preferred it to Ragnarok, but I didn't think it was a good film. Oh, oh, right. Did you not like Ragnarok then? No, for reasons I'm sure I've gone into before, but to recap, character builder, I can't believe I'm talking about character building fucking Thor, but the whole premise of Thor is he's a hard nut, you know, and he, yeah. he builds this character, and then in number three they just make him out to be an idiot, and I don't like that. It was stupid. Okay. It annoyed me. Did you not feel though then in that case that Thor Love and Thunder did that more? It did a little bit, but I still think he had an element I think he redeemed himself a little bit. Oh, okay. Because you Fair know, he, enough. I, I, I can't be asked going into it. I've seen it once. No, I no, didn't no, enjoy it very that's much. Cool. But that's cool. That's I preferred cool. it to Ragnarok because it was more of the same. Whereas Ragnarok was quite jarring, I felt. I I see what you mean yeah. compared to what had come before. Yeah, okay. and you know, you, we okay. we meet him as Fat Thor, so we already know he's not the big hard nut that he was. Yeah, yeah. He's he's down he's, on his yeah down on his laurels. Okay. <laughs> no, so, I get that. Okay, so, that's fair. So, that's yeah, fair Thor. And then Black Panther I've still not seen. Okay. I have. It's fine. It's okay. It's one of those Marvel sequels that kind of does what it needs to do. Well, they had an impossible of... task, bless them. You know, and... Very difficult circumstances, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was never so... going to be the Black Panther that they wanted to make in the first instance because of course absolutely if you've been living under several rocks chadwick boseman sadly passed away a number of years ago um mm-hmm. and he is black panther the black panther so yeah you know i think given those circumstances um what they've come up with was brilliant i mean in, in that regard was was a great achievement um it's one of those sequels that kind of packs a lot in, um, kind of world building towards what might be coming in the future. Sure, that, well, they, they have necess- to. They have to prolong, not prolong, but almost um, ensure the character's survival. Because yeah, absolutely. You know, they've got this stuff planned for you know eons, and I have yeah my suspicions that. Feige, Feige, Mr. Kev, Kev Master General, mm. knew about Chadwick's illness. I'm, I'm convinced. he. It's something that I think that Chadwick would have told the head of Marvel because... Well... Are well, you not sure? 
all of the stuff I've read in the years since has been a few people knew that he was ill, but no one knew how ill he was. Right. So I think that, yes, he may have known he had cancer, but I don't think anyone expected him to die, basically. No, 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 of course. Um, And from what I read, he didn't himself realise how bad it was. And he he was still kind of expecting to, to make a recovery. So... But anyway, they did, you know, given what they had to work with, I think they did a remarkable job yeah. of kind of shifting the, the title of the Black Panther, kind of reiterating really, you know, that it's that it's, whole it's a thing name. about... It's a name, and, it, and it's like, you know, anyone can be Spider-Man, anyone can be Batman. There are certain heroes that don't necessarily have to be a particular person in the costume. They can be... Anyone can pick up that mantle. So... I like that. I think that worked well. I I think it worked well introducing Namor and, and that side of things. Yeah. And it'll be interesting as a character. No spoilers, but I thought what they did with him was quite interesting because he's, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. And in terms of he's very much, um, how can I put it? I'm going to do what works best for me and I'm going to team up with whoever will get that so it'll be interesting to see in future films where he kind of sits in terms of is he on the whose side he's on if you know what I like I mean. that he's very much there for himself and his people that's his prime concern is that what we call, that what means... we call an anti-hero to a degree because the Punisher did good things but he did yeah. them to align to his own exactly. so... you know, if, if he was caving someone's head in it's because it was for the greater good but he was caving someone's head good. in the greater good. Yeah, yeah. So I think he'll be interested to see in future kind of where he lines up with certain villains that might already exist or come along or, or whatever. That'll be interesting. It was, it was interesting to have a character who was, isn't just a bad guy, that he had his reasons and he's, he, he kind of goes with, with, with that kind of flow. I think... In terms of MCU, I think that the TV shows were more successful. I I think Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, I would, especially, were, I would agree. Were fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Moon Knight, though. For what it's were, worth, I enjoyed probably ninety percent of it. Uh, only, oh, oh, I was going to say only ninety. Ninety is quite high. <laughs> I enjoyed most of it. I think the end, the last episode kind of ended up a bit oh it's these two giant gods fighting each other true and when it's that same criticism that marvel have often had where there was a period where a lot of their films ended with something like some huge aerial battle as a ship is falling from the sky or do you know what i mean where it's on something ends on such a huge scale you'll lose the kind of characterfulness of it and I get I, I get felt... where you're coming from I really do um, it's almost too grand to do on a the small scale isn't it? like so I say it's gods it's yeah and it's it's not not in terms of technically or visually it looked fantastic and, and everything else but just I think in terms of the character it's 
it's they've done such a good job of building up the the Oscar Isaac's characters, let's yes. say. And that's a good way of putting it without giving you know obviously too much away. Yeah, uh, and then it all just ended up with these two giant gods fighting, and it was like, oh. let's bring it, like yeah, just like let's keep it a bit more back down to scale. And in fact, what I liked about the ending of She-Hulk, you know, again, no spoilers specifically, but that kind of addressed that thing of like, it it gets so big, everything builds and builds and builds and builds, and it's like. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why is this suddenly happening? Where did that bit come from? And that kind of addressed that head on. And I think the She-Hulk is one of the best things Marvel have ever done. And I, think I would I'll... agree with you because it played it safe and tight at times, hmm. and then went. Do you know what will really piss you off if we did this? And we we're going to do it. Whole, that, that the whole finale was fantastic. Was just genius but again absolutely i'm not going to go into it no i think in terms of i think miss marvel i thought was great so much fun i bubbly light no i wasn't that bothered i enjoyed it because of what it was but to me it wasn't as groundbreaking and as as fun and enjoyable as you made out okay Um, fair enough and i can't put my finger on it other than marvel is much of the same now that's true, and I think if we That's hadn't true. had Captain Marvel, mm. I might I might have felt differently, but because it was okay. essentially a Captain Marvel TV show just with a different person attached to it, I I don't know I don't know I know that's the mm. point of it, but yeah. I don't know. I I think she's different enough from Captain Marvel, but obviously it 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 tees up Captain Marvel too. So yes, it of course was there. It does. Of course part, it does. It, it was there partly to do a job, rather than there's the, some of their projects, right, which like are there to exist on their own. Obviously, they're all linked; they all need to work together. But there's some of them you feel are very much there to serve a very specific be their own, be their own thing, yeah. right? Moon Knight is its own thing. They may or may not connect it further down the line to the wider MCU. But that can be enjoyed as its own thing. You don't need to know anything else. You don't need to have watched any of the other movies or shows. You can just enjoy Moon Knight as it is. And it's its own thing. Whereas something like Ant-Man 3, that's coming out this year, is there to do a job, which is to set up and, and move on the Kang the Conqueror storyline that will then right. continue yeah. over the next few films. Do, do you know what I mean? I completely get it. So I think Mar- I think Miss Marvel was kind of torn a little bit in between between being very much its own thing because it was very different in style and it had you know the nice little animations over it and things like that but ultimately it had to drop you off at a very specific point yeah where captain marvel 2 or the marvels sorry then picks the story up sure so i, th- I think that was 90% its own thing Ten percent. We've got to finish it here, yeah, and and pick up later on, kind of thing. I enjoyed the dynamic of the family side of it. Uh, mm. That was pretty good. I know a lot of the internet didn't, but I liked it because I'm a normal person, and it was great. It, it was great. that was cool. But again, uh, it it was a lot of, for me. It was a lot of filler. All killer, no fi- no no. All filler, no killer to change some forty ones. <laughs> okay. 
cracking album. But you know, we, we could literally sit here and spend days talking about Marvel, I think, and how we our could, opinions differ. Shall we? Shall we? Yeah, let's sod the rest of the episode off. I don't have anything to do. Um, but to round off the year, I haven't watched Werewolf by Night yet, but I have watched the other special, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And oh, I was grinning. I was barely laughing. It was so <laughs> much fun. And, it was. It you know, was. James Gunn is a fantastic visionary. Yeah. And, you know, I, I came to Guardians Holiday Special off the back of Peacemaker. You know, a different property, different yeah. studio. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he is now Mr. DC. It's, it's, uh, it's just so much fun. Watch it. It's clearly... It gives you a bit more backstory to, to Quill, which is really nice. Yeah. And, yeah. and Quill's hardly in it, but it's yeah. really fun. It's very fun. And the legendary Kevin Bacon is just fantastic. I mean, you can't go wrong if the bacon's in it, right? Let's face it. No. No, everything's better with bacon. You know this. I'd agree. And I know a few vegetarians, and they think, I think they'd <laughs> say the same. Let's move on to horror, because horror has had a couple of real breakout hits this year it's been, it's year. been all right this year last year oh you're doing that now you're gonna be right in 2022 uh, for weeks you are <laughs> i'm thinking specifically barbarian and terrifier 2 cool so i've seen neither of those oh, right, okay. but um i well, have seen the first terrifier which wasn't last year so i'll, I'll let mark take this bit but yeah okay well barbarian kind of came out of nowhere really as a festival hit and then it was uh, a mod, you know, a fairly decent box office hit of just this totally. Some stuff you want to go into horror film and just be purely entertained. It doesn't have to have much much brains behind it. You just want gore, violence, jumps, and all that. And it delivered that fantastic. It it starts off in in one direction with a story about an Airbnb that that's double booked or seemingly double booked. Um, uh, 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 and kind of how the two uh, residents kind of work around the awkward situation and, and kind of tiptoe around each other and then it kind of takes this you really do expect due to the casting that it's going to go in a certain direction and then it takes this huge left turn and um, it's just it's just fun just fun, absolutely it knows what it is. It's not sophisticated. It's just just fun, um, and it, I really enjoyed it. And it and it's been very successful in in the UK because it's a Fox film. It's it's now available on Disney Plus, which is where I've seen it. So it's starring Georgina Campbell, wild. Bill yeah, Skarsgård, who obviously the, Bill is um, is Pennywise. And That's right. Justin Long, who I haven't read anything about for ages, but Dodgeball, yeah, one of my favourite comedies. He's great. He's great. He plays an absolute arsehole <laughs> star, and he's fantastic in it. Uh, but it, it's just gory and messy and grimy, and it's it's on Disney+. Plus. I mean, look at some of the numbers here. Budget of 4.5 million. Box office, 45.4 million. That's pretty good going, right? That's 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 great going. It's really fun. I know nothing about it other than it's one of those you go. You need to go into it knowing nothing. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's it. That's the best way. All right, that's cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's good. And then Terrifier two, um, which is <laughs> is a sequel to 
I feel well, let me terrifying. guess. Is it called Terrifying? Yeah, <laughs> it is. From from 2016. That itself was based on some short films that the, that the director made before then. Um, so he kind of made a few short films, then he made a feature-length Terrifier, and here is Terrifier 2, which I think is probably one of the most incredible <laughs> box office stories of the year because it's 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 two and a half hours long, which for any film is brave, it's but too long. for a horror film is 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 really pushing it. It's a budget of a quarter of a million dollars, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it's made over twelve million dollars at the box office. So that's I don't know. That's a lot more than it cost. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's made back. It's made a huge amount of money, relatively speaking, compared to its cost. And it's it's not a great film, right? I was going to say, it's, it's still... I mean, having seen the first one, you know, yes, the special effects are pretty bloody good, considering it's, you know, say it's, it's essentially a B-movie. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, it's pretty pretty graphic. Is is saying it quite tame. Um, yeah, the, the the Terrifier two is extremely graphic. The effects, all physical effects, makeup and so on, are, are brilliant. It looks good. I mean, it doesn't look like a cheap film. You know, it's got a nice the production quality and so on is is pretty good. To be fair, um, some of the acting is better than others, right? <laughs> um, some of the you know they're obviously not. They're not amateur actors, but they're obviously not seasoned, let's say. Not Hollywood. Um, not Hollywood. So some of them are better than others. The, the kind of younger actors actually are better than some of the older ones, to be fair. That's interesting. Um, I would say it's too long. It, it's too long. And the, story-wise, there's not much in terms of plot. I felt that with the it, first one. It was, yeah. you know, it, it, Art the Clown, who's the, the killer. Um, yeah latches on to these two girls and doesn't stop basically until he, he gets yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and... it's kind of that really. Um and it's more like the script is more just like a thing to go from one death to another. Scene, one death to another. Yeah. Right. That said, they are done very well. It's very atmospheric. It looks a lot more expensive than it is. Um but it's like it's easily half an hour too long. Okay easily half an hour too long um, I would be interested now based on its success to see what the director does next with perhaps someone like Blumhouse yeah. who can give him a bit more money yeah. how many millions would you like yeah um, and obviously Blumhouse you know, give their directors a lot of freedom but some of that might just need to be reined in a little bit in terms of pacing and things, mm. so I think with with a bit of money, but visually, the guy's fantastic and he get, he gets good performances. But I think with a bit of money behind him and a studio, who, you know, do this day in day out, who can help in terms of polishing a script, getting the pacing right, etc. I'm genuinely very interested to see what what he comes up with next. Because you know, uh, the world of horror is is used to clowns. You know, Pennywise and the resurgence of the two mm. It films. Mm-hmm, Are they mm-hmm. Blumhouse? Uh, no, they're Warner no, Brothers. Warner Brothers. 
point being, yeah, that took the world by storm. That was a commercial success, and it was a clown. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, this was an unknown um, character. You know, he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't your Freddy, he wasn't your Michael Myers, which we'll come on to. Yep. And, yeah, like you say, it's done it remarkably well, not just for a horror film, but for an unknown film. But... Yeah, yeah. The guerrilla marketing true, uh, of clickbait articles that went... People passing out in the cinema. Someone's had a heart attack. Da, da, da. Yeah. You know, a bit yeah. like when The Exorcist came out. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I remember yeah. it. But, but very much a, a word of mouth hit. You know, that clickbait. That, yeah. That, you know, it worked, right? Um, so, fair play. So, go fair from, play. you know, budget, independent horror to the powerhouse that is Universal Pictures, uh, Universal Studios, I should say. Blumhouse, we mm. finally saw the end of Halloween. Halloween mm. ends. Mm. And I want to say I'd like to think that they didn't make kills and ends and they just did that amazing reboot and we've never seen any more movies. I I think the same. To be I'm honest. so sad by it. Mm. Yeah, I think that first Halloween, 2018 Halloween, was absolutely phenomenal. God, has it, it only been like, four years? Yeah, yeah. But it, that was phenomenal, and it kind of hit the ground running. And it, as a, as a direct sequel, you can watch the original and that one, and that's it. You don't need to see anything else. And they work perfectly as a pair. The bit that upsets me the most about the the kills and ends movies is the the marketing of it. And the press junkets that Jamie Lee Curtis, sorry, Baroness Jamie Lee Curtis did, give her the mm. correct title, um, made it sound so much more impressive than it actually was. A bit like, remember when that Terminator film came out and Jim Cameron was back on it as a producer? And yeah. he did it, yeah. going, this is the best one since we did two. It isn't. Mm. It really wasn't. And it's upset me that the leading people have sold it so hard because they obviously get a massive check at the end of it. It's not even that. I I think it annoyed the tits out of me that it wasn't this big epic finale. It was a completely different story. Mm. And the character that you again not to go too spoilery, the character that you wanted to see in it was not in it as much as you wanted. Yeah. I, I I think in terms of them pushing it like Jamie Lee Curtis doing all the the marketing and so on, I think that was I think that's genuine because obviously she's she's really invested in it and, and and her character. But I just think that the the first one, the 2018 one, was such a kick in the balls in terms of like this is a proper full on nasty horror film. The other two then just kind of didn't quite push it as much as they should. I liked what Halloween Ends did in terms of that whole thing of you know like a copycat killer taking on the mantle well, kind of thing. It was I good. Get, I get what they were trying to do with it. I, I, not like is the wrong word. I got what they were trying to do. But I think I would have preferred to have seen that in the middle rather than at the end of the saga. Yeah. And then yes. and then you have a film for 
Michael to come back to do the whole, whoa, 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 that's my turf, not 10, that, 15 minutes. That would have been a better way of doing it. You're right, a copycat. Everyone thinks he's dead in, from the end of 2018 Halloween. A copycat then takes over. And then Michael yeah. comes back for the not, last Not one. that I have I, any credentials to be any, <laughs> no, any right. way involved right. in films, but in, in term, it, right. I felt I, it was rushed. Yes, it looked mm. good. Yes, the effects mm. were decent. And, you know, it delivered on splatter. But yeah. it was rushed. The ending, well, yeah, it has a bloody good ending. It has an actual mm. ending. Oh, yeah. But I just felt yeah, cheated. And especially with what they did with some of the, the characters that had arcs and some of the character development especially i can't remember her name but jamie lee curtis's granddaughter laurie strode's granddaughter mm, mm, mm. her story in this was completely backwards if you ask me yeah yeah that wasn't that wasn't smart at all, that wasn't smart at all. again but we won't, we won't it, go into it too much but i mean we're doing an end of year review of course it's gonna be mild spoilery stuff the yes. fact that she falls in love with the killer of mm. the blood, you know, he's mm. mimicking Michael Myers, who killed her own mother. Yeah, I want to run away with you. What the fuck is going on um, here? That's daft, isn't it? Anna? It was so Anna. stupid. It was, it was. But look, after disappointment, okay, there was another horror film. There were a couple more actually. There was X. Did you see X? X is yes, I did watch that. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was. Yep slightly weird and that was cool yep uh and the prequel pearl i think we're getting in the uk in the next month or two i believe it's out already in the us i believe isn't it it is yeah it's been out for ages bloody yanks getting all the good stuff first and i think one of the best horrors unexpectedly was prey Mm. the predator prequel have you seen that one we talked about it yes yes i I enjoyed it. it Um, it was fun. It was a good Predator mm. movie. Wasn't as suspenseful as the trailers made out. True. And I think True. I felt a little bit cheated that it wasn't as. Well, yeah, I felt cheated that it wasn't as. Um... I was going to say atmospheric, but I don't know. The film is atmospheric, but you know where I'm coming from. It wasn't as. Yeah. Grippy and, you know, heart in your mouth sure. than the trailers made out. But, you know. Marketing, that's, eh? That's fair. That's fair, yeah. If anything, they did that's their job it. correctly because it made me watch it thinking it was going to be like... Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I hope they find a way to do another one um, and kind of carry on that world because it, I think it did really well. did really well. Now then. Now then, now then. Oh, fun, cut that. Fun. <laughs> There's also some fun to be had as well we, as the horror stuff. There was a fun 2022. That's Pure the fun, fun side of 2022, I should say. Uh, and, and and we will get onto the, the big, big gun clue. Ha! Big gun I get it. Shortly. But I just want to put in a word for bullet train. There you go. And that's your word. Thank you. Move on. The, the Brad move on. action comedy. No, no. Yeah, several yeah. of those move then. On. Which was... Have you seen it? No! It's brilliant. I can't remember who I talked to, but I, I, I'm <sighs> convinced it was you. That said, eh, you know, yeah, whatever. It's a film. No, that was that wasn't me. Who was it? It is such good fun. Have you got a twin called Mark? Genuinely, genuinely. No, no, no. No, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'll add I it to the list. Just, 
grinning from beginning to end. Um, Brad Pitt just needs to do more comedy. It was just such, such good fun. Really good fun. Can I add an honourable um, mention myself while you're doing that? Of course you can, yeah. Oh, thank you. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, my God, yes. Not only was that, like you say, watch Doctor Strange to Vin. Yeah. But it was fun. Yep. You know, and again, um, short round. I haven't seen him in anything for Yonks. Also, mm-hmm. Baroness Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, yep. It was... That was my kind of fun. You just sat... You didn't, it, it was batshit bombastic. You didn't know what the hell was going on at times, but you could just mm-hmm. sit there for two and a bit hours and just go, yeah, whatever, I can... I can absorb this. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed that as well. And again, some of that was just laugh out loud funny. The the, the fight sequence with the butt plugs. Oh. was just insane. There's the title right there. <laughs> just, that is it. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. There's there's, uh-huh. there's one film. There's, there's an there. end. It's not necessarily an elephant in the room. It's a friggin... I don't know what planes they use, F-16 Raptor in the room. But, I mean, there was one movie this year that dominated mm. box office, defied everybody's expectations, mm-hmm. the biggest nostalgia hit I think we've had for years, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, my God. Oh, Mark Carry spe- on. I was say Mark's speechless. No. Um, for somebody who did not grow up in the 80s I did not have the love for the first film uh-huh. as I think a lot of the other generations who I bother with did you, you, you included in that, I'm sorry Mark but I don't like the first film cool, brilliant right, we're on the same pe- well I like the first film but I like it because it's well planes you know it's not no, I, I, just, I just don't like it I, I watched it and I just thought I just don't like that <laughs> simple as that right, that's <laughs> You're, you're very rarely a man of that little few words. Yeah, it's a film I watched once. Yeah, I think never, I've only seen never, it once, actually. But but never felt the need to watch it again. However, um, Maverick. But Maverick, what a film. Absolutely fantastic. The only hey. thing... Right, pretense. When you watch a Tom Cruise film, you know you're not going to go in expecting... Uh, something that's you know scientifically accurate. Let's say, mm. you know, you watch the Mission Impossible films to think, bloody hell, what's he going to do next? You don't necessarily uh-huh. care about the plot. You want the stunts, don't you? The yes. only thing, I mean, the stunts delivered in Top Gun Maverick. I'm getting that straight out now. How they, oh, yeah, how they do those. One, how the pilots actually fly those planes is just yeah bonkers, and you know, credit to them. How they mm-hmm. filmed it was just batshit. You know, it's all IMAX. Yeah, yeah. The only one that annoyed me is when he's doing his supersonic flight right at the beginning of the movie mm. and he ejects. <laughs> he would Mac have been 10. mere... Thank you. I was going to say 10G, <laughs> but no, he was Mac 10. Yeah. He, he, his skin would have peeled off. Fat, I, mean, I can't even make a joke about that. Yeah. Horrendous. No, it, but do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. He would have been mere atoms. And that's yeah. the only bit of that movie where I go... You had one job to sell this film in the first 10, 15 minutes and you buggered it up. But then it well, makes What we it didn't up. see, though, what we didn't see, though, was that when he ejected, it was inside a special pod. 
protects him from the elements. I might have to watch it again. Once he slows down... (laughs) Hang on, I'm Googling this wall right here now. They never explained it. They never explained it. Top Gun Gun Maverick, uh, Mac 10 ejection, right? (laughs) Here it is. What would really happen if you ejected at Mach 10? At that airspeed, his body would splatter like a chainmail glove swatting a worm. There you go. So what would happen is a lot very quickly. Right, it's annoying that they didn't include a little scene just to go, oh, look, you were in that pod then, eh? Mm." Minor details, minor details. But other than that, I I think it's one of those sequels that does exactly what a sequel should do, which is kind of... Well, much of the same, but slightly different. Well, it improves the areas that need improving, right? So in terms of the first film, all the aerial shots were... Obviously, some were done with real planes. There were some done with models. And then all the cockpit shots were done against rear projection or blue screen or whatever, right? So in terms of the um, shooting of the fight the flight scenes with the actors in the planes that was like just unthinkable back in the 1980s so that was just brilliantly done story-wise to bring the character back uh, and kind of reference and use some of the older characters as well was nicely done um bringing it up to date with, you know, new technology and, and, and so on, I thought was nicely done. It was just, for a fan of the original, ticks all the boxes. For someone who isn't particularly a fan of the original, better in every way. Yeah. That I really, really enjoyed it, and I've watched it a few times. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like... I've seen it the... twice, and I've, I've recently purchased a new OLED and that mm. was the well the part of the thing was if I get um, Top Gun Maverick for Christmas I will go get myself a new OLED to watch it yeah yeah and I haven't done it yet I've watched it yet but it's <laughs> no. it's it's very you know every time I turn on the telly and I go let's watch a movie like, oh should I put Maverick on but I haven't mm. I haven't taken the dive yet because I want to sit uninterrupted and enjoy the whole thing of course of but course. yeah, it was great. It really was. Yeah, yeah. It, it really did absolutely everything as uh, any good sequel should do. It, it was just fantastic. And you know, if you're going to watch, like you said, watch a Tom Cruise film, that yeah, of course, everything's embellished with CG, but you know you're getting real stuff from him. And, you know, oh, yeah. The, you know, the, the, they wouldn't let him fly the real plane, even though he bloody well wanted to. It's things like that. It just tickles me. But the fact that, all the cast had to become, you know, they had to go through through flight school to a degree. They all had yep. to learn how to do lighting and become directors of photography and stuff like that. It's quite cool. Also, it's Miles oh, Teller. Who doesn't like Miles Teller. Yeah, I thought everyone was great in it. I thought Glenn Powell was was brilliant in it. He, mm. He's he's always good. Um, you know, even Jennifer Connelly where. As, as like the love interest but it wasn't like the cliched kind of relationship that you often get it seemed a lot more of a a realistic relationship where these she wasn't a character from the first film she was a character new for this film but you understood that her and tom cruise's character had a history yeah 
that they'd broken up at some point on you know they've parted on bad terms and they were kind of getting to know each other again mm. and that felt a lot more natural and realistic than a lot of times relationships are kind of portrayed in films like this sure um, but no, it was, it was excellent. Was, it made a shit ton of money. Yeah. And it was Tom Cruise's biggest film ever. Wow, fair play. Uh, he's always been one of those actors who's been reliable at the box office. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this has done almost one and a half billion dollars. I, I don't think he's had anything close to that. No. With That's, any of his oh, other right. films. Well, not even The Mummy. <laughs> Sorry, did you get that jib in there? Um, but no, Top Gun 2, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, Brilliant. fantastic. Fantastic. Um, talk, you know, there was a lot of shifts in the industry um, mm. throughout 2022. And I think the most roller coastery of them all was DC Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so right, after... quick, quick. Let's say, let's just quickly run through DC because it, we could do a whole episode on that car crash. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Starting from the beginning, where I feel it all started to take a terrible, terrible shift. Well, first off, the positives: Peacemaker, fantastic, brilliant. Um, yeah. Was the Snyder Cut twenty two, or was that a year before again? That was before. Yeah, okay, well, we before. forget that existed because it didn't count. Um, so, oh, just the Peacemaker then, I think, was the positive. Oh, so the Suicide Squad. Oh, that was James Gunn, too. Huh. Yeah. That's weird, yeah. isn't it? Strange, that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, 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 wasn't the Suicide Squad um, 2021? I don't know. You're meant to be telling me these things. Yeah, I think so. Hang on a sec. Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad was 2021. Okay. And then Peacemaker was 2022. Have we sacked the fact checking elf or something? We're doing our own I'm fact sure they'll make, an they'll make an appearance. They'll make an appearance. No one um, <laughs> But yeah. So the bad bit stuff. Of a mess. Bit of a mess. Um, it, it was announced... Well, well, Henry Cavill made a, a cameo appearance at the very end of Black Adam. And then it was announced that he would be back as Superman. I forgot about Black Adam. It's not like you see much of it on the internet and The Rock telling uh, everyone how well it's... Yeah. Anyway. Um... Uh, well, before that, obviously, there was the cancellation of the Batgirl film. Yeah. Um, and the rumoured cancellation of a Batman Beyond film that would have starred Michael Keaton. The best Batman. The best Batman. Um, Wonder Woman 3, or at least the version in well, development the, as yeah, of The reason then. that has been canned is for something you're going to come on to. Hmm. Right, so yeah. The... <sighs> now, nothing has obviously been confirmed of why these people have been like Cav. So Cavill came back as Superman. Yep. Batman was all the Batgirl movie was cancelled before the new owners. Not on new owners either. Not the owning. They've just been the new employees. So the, they got two. There's two new CEOs, right, at DC Studios. Uh-huh. James Gunn. Yes. And Peter Safran. Safran. Yeah. Safran? Yeah. Um, they didn't cancel Batgirl as far as I'm aware. No, they didn't. No, that that was uh, Saslav, the, the head of DC, or the head of Warner Brothers. Um, 
basically they yeah so there was the takeover with warner brothers and everything and then a lot of projects got cancelled and there's been a lot of kind of turmoil behind the scenes they've now put they've now created basically dc studios as a proper division to make dc movies rather than warner brothers making so in the same way that disney has marvel studios mm. and lucasfilm and, and pixar etc so there's now a separate division just dedicated for making the dc stuff whether it's for streaming for cinema for tv and in charge of that as you say james gunn appears saffron so james gunn well we know who he is he's very successful with his stuff at Marvel. He made the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker for DC. Peter Safran is a long-time, I think, DC producer who's worked on a lot of stuff over the years, and he's also good friends with with James Gunn. So they are now in charge. They they between them basically have the Kevin Feige role, right, for DC. And part of that is working out so what plan. the fuck is going on. <laughs> But what they're going to do, right? So, as you say, some of the stuff was cancelled already, Batgirl, etc. But they kind of came in at this crossover period where Black Adam came out, Cavill appeared in that, then it was announced that he would then be back, sorry, be back as Superman. Left the Witcher. Left the Witcher, and then... Uh, it was announced that he wouldn't be back as Superman, that, that James Gunn and Peter Safran's plans for Superman didn't involve Cavill. Sadly. That they'd be looking at. Sadly, which is a real shame, because I think he's fantastic as Superman, is just not being served very well. That was a you bit like what? Jodie Whittaker as Doctor Who. Yeah. She's a fantastic um, well, and, actress. And Peter Capaldi. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, they were two of my two favourite Doctors, I think, of recent years. But the scripts were terrible. And I think it's the same for, me, for, for Henry Cavill, which is a real shame. So so his, he's now out. Uh, there was a Wonder Woman 3 script in development. Um, and there's been some conflicting reports of why that's been canned. But the general gist, I think, is um, Patty Jenkins was working on it. She obviously wrote and directed the first two films. The studio, now whether this involves directly James Gunn and Peter Safran or not, or whether it was before they came on, but the studio wanted some changes to be made. She was either unable in the time that she had, or unwilling to make them, and so she left the project. Now, where that leaves the film, and Gal Gadot as the star, is still unknown, Yeah, because they again they haven't yet announced what their actual plans are for the future of the whole thing going forwards there's talks there's been rumors that jason momoa is gonna be out as aquaman but come back as a different character yeah i've seen those floating around you know, um there's you know, there's obviously the flash film which is still due to come out this year hopefully not. which is which has got Ben Affleck as Batman and Michael Keaton as Batman, which again the rumours were that that would then you know, kind of splinter off into other future projects. But there's there's also the slight issue that um, Ezra Miller is quite in trouble with the law. And there's been no um, 
no word on what is actually happening with the Flash. But well, it's still due for release. There's a trailer scheduled for release in February, and it's still due to come out in June or July. Right. Okay. Warner Brothers have spent, I think the figures I've read a bit over two hundred million dollars. There's no way they won't release that film. Funny thing. They have to. <laughs> they have to to make the money back. Yeah. yeah. You know. But, but they won't bother about Batgirl. Anyway. Yeah. But that's. Well, Batgirl wasn't two hundred million dollars. No, Batgirl was no, because it, it didn't have Batfleck. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They, they've 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 put too much into Flash. That said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that said, I think it's clear that Ezra Miller won't be playing him after this. So whatever happens, there will be a different Flash in the future. Justin Long be a good Flash. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Moving on. DC is still in a bit of a shit state, but with those two at the, at the helm, I think we'll we'll be it'll be in good hands finally. I think if anyone can sort it out, they can. I agree. And let's just wait to see. He, the one good thing about James Gunn, which he's always been good at, is is calling out the bullshit. Oh, agreed. His openness on on yeah, I was gonna say. You, you get the Twitter and YouTube quote-unquote scoopers reporting on stuff and he'll just go no that's not true and it's <laughs> so although he might not be telling us what is happening he's very good at telling us what isn't happening it's the i don't know where you got that from but you absolutely couldn't have got it from anybody with any credit things like like credible it's, sources exactly. i like that. exactly so i think he is and he's released a couple of statements around henry cavill and around wonder woman where he's clearly aware of the fandom. And, you know, he, he clearly wants to avoid this whole Snyder Cut yeah. fucking... Release it. ...pile on shit you know, that, that's come along in the past. He's clearly aware that there are some genuinely, you know, um, uh, also passionate fans out there, as well as some really toxic ones... And he, and he just wants to do what's best for the characters, ultimately. Mm. And if that involves different actors, well, sorry, but that involves different actors. Yeah. I thought Brandon Ruth was a fantastic Superman. Was he the first and Man of only... Steel? He was in Man of Steel, he, right? No, he was Superman Returns. He was the Brian Singer Superman. Oh, we don't talk about Brian Singer anymore, either. We, we don't, and that's unfortunate, because. But, but Brandon Ruth, I thought, was really good. As Superman, mm. but again, not a great film, and he only got one chance. That, remind so me, that, some... that's, that's the Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor, isn't it? It is that. Yeah, right. we can't talk about him either. Exactly. What? Yeah. Or Brandon Ruth, right? <laughs> For being caught up in all that. Sure. Um, but it's like you know, sometimes the actor you think is the best actor doesn't get the opportunity to to show that they're the best actor. Agreed. You know, and that's unfortunate. But ultimately, his job, like Kevin Feige's, is to look at what's best overall. If they want to build a series of connected films, they need to work out right. We need to start from scratch. If they want to build a series of unconnected films, and there will be some, they've already said that things like the Joker film, the, the Joaquin Phoenix film, is not going to be linked um, and the the Batman, the the uh, Robert Pattinson mm. 
film is not going to be it's obviously still under dc studios but there won't be any way they're not going to be forcing any connections to other films if you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it yeah let's see if anyone can do it they can i agree and and, and let's let, let's see what they announce well, let's rattle, rattle through a bit of TV because we. This is already, you know, people have gone bloody hell. They've been away for how long? And I've got to listen to an hour and a bit. We're, you know, we're making up for it, are we? TV highlights. What were the highlights for you? Andor, House of the Dragon, I thought were both fantastic. I agree. I haven't finished Andor because it's like pulling teeth for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I know, I know, it's a, it? I know it's a case. I need to stick with it, and I. Yeah. I, I shall, okay. but okay. with the attention span that I've had over the last, you know, three or four months, buying a house, decorating a house, moving mm. into a house, mm. I just want to sit and be entertained rather quickly. Andor wasn't doing it for me. I felt the same about Rings of Power. Ah, uh, now I see. I sat through that slog, mm. and as yes, it's pretty. Yes, it's historic because of. Well, one because of the IP, but also it's a billion dollars. Mm. And yeah, it looks a billion dollars because it it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. But in terms of entertainment value, not a billion dollars. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's a bad show. Obviously, the money's there on the screen. Yeah, but it's got to, it's, it's still got to deliver quite a lot for us it, to see how it's all going to connect. It's very slow. Uh-huh. I would hope that the showrunners don't let themselves be influenced by some of the arsehole criticism. I was going to say some of the there. cretins. Yeah, but I think they do need to pick up on some of the legitimate criticisms around pacing and, and getting the story moving. Okay, they need to world build. I get that. Yeah, of course. But we are also in a world that we're very familiar with. That's true, actually. I realised as soon as I said it that. No, that's okay. I'm not going to bring you up. Hang on a minute. We know this world already. We know know it's, you know, Mordor didn't exist until halfway through this show. Mm. Um, But we knew we were in Middle Earth. We knew some of the names Mm. of the, the various different places. Sure. But there was we, enough there. We there needed to still there. set the scale, I think, of it. I think they either need to have a I don't maybe a shorter season. Mm. So things just don't have a chance to, to flag. Stagnate, right? yeah. Yeah. Um I enjoyed what I watched, but it didn't pull it didn't keep pulling me back. No. I am sure I will catch up with it. And I, again, genuinely, I do look forward to seeing what they do going forwards because they've committed themselves to making however many seasons. And let's see. Let's see how they go. I think for for a first season, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like essential viewing. It wasn't wasn't groundbreaking in terms of, oh my God, look at... it was never going to be as good as the Fellowship, right? Let's face it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was never going to yeah. beat that original. And having watched that over the last over the new year, yeah. it still stands out very well. It does. It does. I watched them. I watched the three films recently, and they are still phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Um, okay, go on then. What, what about you? Again, House of the Dragon. 
banging. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. tip top uh, after the yep. disappointment of Game of Thrones season eight a number of years ago when they announced House of the Dragon. My initial thoughts were, oh, we don't need it. Who cares? Yeah, same. same. And two episodes into House of the Dragon, I was invested. I was, well, we already talked oh, about yeah. this on the podcast. I was invested. I was back in the mm. game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you're welcome. Um, <laughs> even working on 50% brain capacity is still fucking hilarious. And <laughs> sorry, I'm just enjoying the high opinion I have of myself. Um, yeah. It was. Someone asked it. Yeah. It was brilliant. The the time jumps took a bit of getting used to, but it, it made yeah. sure we progressed enough time in one series that we didn't need three seasons. Because, yeah, I think they did. Uh, uh, what uh, Rings of Power didn't manage to do, which was keep it moving forwards. Yeah. And while those time jumps were a little bit jarring, especially like you know, I, I, some of the actors in the early in the first half of the season were fantastic, and it's initially, oh, I'm going to miss them because they were really good. But then the replacement actors like, oh, they're are equally as good. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, and so, like, your concerns are quickly swept away. But they needed to jump forward five years or ten years or whatever it might be because either there just wasn't any story to tell or they just want to get going with it kind of thing. Sure. And I think I think Rings of Power could take a lesson from that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I like, I like uh, yeah. But House of the Dragon, yeah, I agree. Phenomenal. Um, um, so one of my favourite... Um, Comics actors. I don't. I don't put him in. He's not my, one of my favorite comedians, but one of my favorite comic actors, Ricky Gervais. Um, we finally got the series finale of Afterlife mm-hmm. after three seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a highlight, but glad it finished. Enjoyed it, and looking forward yep. to seeing him on his Armageddon tour uh, this month. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. It was. It ended. There's only so many ways a show can end. Like a show like that could end. It definitely it didn't end the way uh, I thought it was going to. No, absolutely, no, no, no. I, I think I was it, a I bit annoyed actually with the when it ended. <laughs> I thought I sort of googled, "Go, what does it mean?" Mm. And it was no life goes on. Like, oh, really? I watched basically. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I thought I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Uh, we had some more inside number nine, which is always always, always welcome. Fantastic. Although they are they have announced they're taking a pause after season nine. Yeah. Yes. They're going to take, take a break, which is like perfect point to take a break, I suppose. Well, yeah, nine, get um, it? Yeah. Um, and we had a Christmas special. I don't know. Have you seen the Christmas special? Not yet. It's it's going to be on the list in the next, like some short zappy things that we can yeah. both watch because there's, there's, there's a Taskmaster Christmas special. There's a Ghost's Christmas special. There is. And it's like, there is. oh, but I want to watch all the new cool films I've missed out on. Well, yeah, I think March is the best time for Christmas specials. I agree. Uh, um, so that that was another great one, a, a great series overall, and again another good special. Um, there's a couple that I've you've picked up on a few of... that slightly. Oh, actually, one thing I will highlight because I finished it yesterday. Mm. Stage series three. Oh yes, it's on it's on BritBox now. Hmm. And I know you've just this sort of this fantastic segue into what we were just going about to talk about, but I know you have started to watch it, and so far you quite enjoy it. Yes. Three goes in a. You think they've gone in like 
between series one and two, they sort of change directions a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three is a bit more off the wall than I think anybody was expecting. Okay. And okay. Um, my other half said it was a bit jarring and it was a struggle to watch the series because of why they what they do. Oh. Okay. But the finale, I was pissing myself laughing. Okay. But it okay. is it is much of the same. What's wrong with that? Sometimes you just yeah, want see, see, to, watch you watch want three to... and see what you think. I I I okay. personally enjoyed it, but all right, okay. So there's a couple of shows that I've started watching that aren't actually new in 2022, but they're they're new for me, and I'm kind of catching up with them. Uh, one is Mythic Quest. How you uh, sat on that long? I don't know because even I've even I'm up to date on Mythic Quest. <laughs> It's just one of many that has been on that list of things to watch. It's right? so fun. I think I must have obviously seen Welcome to Wrexham, which was Rob McElhenney, who stars in Mythic Quest, and he kind of created it or, or co-created it. Um, and I must have just seen maybe some clips or something that I thought, oh, actually, now I've seen a bit, that looks really good, you know? Uh, and it, it is. It's brilliant. And it's basically a comedy set in um, a video game developers, uh, a video game company. Um, and it kind of follows the staff. There's Rob McElhenney plays like the creative genius behind it all. And there's uh, you get to see some of the developers and the marketing people and the, the you know, the finance guy and so on. And it's, it, it's, yeah, I'm not really selling it very well, but it is funny. It's very funny. Um, and the other one is For All Mankind, which, again, is one that I'd heard bits and pieces about. And, again, I must have seen a trailer or some clips that finally made me actually start to watch it. And that is really interesting, actually. It's like an alternate history stroke, speculative fiction stroke, sci-fi, about what the starting point is, what would happen if the Russians made it to the moon first instead of the Americans. And then it kind of goes from there really extrapolates from there about the space race uh to kind of colonize the moon and then move on to mars and um you know later on in the show there's there's kind of a, a an elon musky kind of character comes in and it's it's sci-fi but not massively over the top sci-fi so the best way i could put it is say for example in this this kind of part of the show that's set during the 80s there's kind of technology that we would recognize from the 90s if that makes sense so the, yeah, the yeah, you okay. know the mob the mobile phones aren't like they've got flip phones rather than those huge bricks for example yeah, yeah. and then as the show moves on into the 90s there's suddenly technology that we'd recognize from the 2000s for example mm. so it's like slightly ahead sci-fi in a believable way um it's just really fun it's really good it, it's a drama it's it's not like a comedy show but there's bits of humor in it but it's just really interesting kind of like what if about the space race yeah um it's well worth watching well worth watching i think my favorite show of the year is slow horses I've not heard of that. It's uh, based on a series of books, basically about a 
a, a division of let's say misfits within MI5, and rather than sacking them, they they send them to um, work for uh, a guy called Harry Lamb, who's a, a long-time agent uh, played by Gary Oldman, and they're kind of like the the dregs of MI5, and they've they've messed up along the way. But they end up getting embroiled in some cases related mainly to Harry's past. It's kind of he's in a kind of Cold War agent who was there in the kind of sixties and seventies and eighties, doing a lot of dirty work for the government, and and that is kind of coming back to haunt him. Uh, so he's getting dragged in, and and his little crew of a, of half a dozen or so agents are, are pulled along for the ride. It it's really good. I mean. One of my favourite films of recent years is is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which was Gary Oldman in that one. And as I've said, I think a few times before, I really love kind of Cold War spy stuff set, you know, the kind of 70s and 80s stuff. You have mentioned it a few times, yes. Yeah, yeah. Set during the kind of Cold War and the Soviet kind of thing. And this picks up on that obviously it's set during the modern day but there's a lot of like as i say these old things coming back out of the out of characters past and gary oldman playing him is like he's almost like the george smiley character from tinker taylor who's finally retired and just couldn't give a fuck anymore and he's foul-mouthed drunk most of the time chain smoking feet up on the desk he sleeps on his office sofa um a real slob of a character, but it's, I think it's possibly one of the best things that Gary Oldman's ever done. And it's brilliant. They filmed, there's seven or eight books. There's already been two seasons in one year because they filmed two seasons back to back. They're currently filming season three and four as well. So they should hopefully both be on this year. Um, so we don't have like years and years to wait between seasons and they're just really good they're just great espionage thrillers they are funny as well it's not a comedy but it's funny um and it's great and it's interesting that, that this mythic quest and for all mankind are all through apple tv plus which i never really kind of took much notice of um initially but they've really kind of coming on strong with some of these shows now um, and these are all really very different styles um, but all equally enjoyable Fair play I'm not going to say any more but it's all good stuff to re-watch if nobody has watched it mm-hmm. yet um, mm-hmm. I'll just wrap up a little bit of uh, some of the other things we talked about film, telly and Matan to share yeah. music Girlfriend um, music, yes I mean very limited music knowledge of you know i listen to rock and metal um so i don't know somebody called taylor swift had a big album um another person well, i didn't realize you were a fan harry styles i think had a had a quite a good year um whoever they are i don't know but you know, <laughs> for me personally um some of my highlights were one glastonbury festival was pretty good this year um not uh-huh. last year I should say. not going next year uh did not mm. try for tickets Okay. But, uh, I will be going to Download Festival, okay, which would be cool. Um, but yeah, loads of artists release some good music. Personally, 
my one of my all-time favorite bands muse released i think it's their ninth album um, oh wow well if the people i really enjoyed it critic you know critic reception wasn't fantastic mm. it was it's it's an album they'd done music it was okay um yeah okay Rammstein, those German metalheads, uh, followed up their untitled album from a number of years ago. Because the world shut down because of COVID, they were meant to be doing a world tour and went, let's do an album again. And they released um, a film, uh, uh, not a film at all, uh, an album called Zeit, which is German for time. Very, 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 very good album. Very Mm. good. And then Slipknot came to the end of their contract with Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. And released an album called "The End So Far," and okay. that followed up again, like COVID, meant to be doing this massive world tour, didn't because the world shut down. So released an album to get out of their contract, and that's what it is. It's an album to get out of mm. their contract. All right, it's okay. not as good as "We Are Not Your Kind," which mm. is what I was expecting, and I think most of the fans were expecting as well. Mm. And it is just an album, you know, if. The contractual obligation album. It feels like it. Okay. But now they're going to be on their own steam. Granted, it could go weird and they could do what they've always wanted to do, which might be really experimental. Sure, yeah. But it's an album by Slipknot. But obviously, there's so many of other smaller bands that have done so amazingly big things this year. Uh, But Mm. as I say, my music taste is quite narrow. I appreciate that. Oh, that's fair enough. I think music-wise, <coughs> I'm, I'm that's right. I, I, I'm kind of a listener of various stuff, so there's there's not really any one thing that stuck out for me. Um, uh, Metallica have got a new album out, I believe. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Seventy-two okay, so. summers, seventy-two seasons. That- Seasons, 72 seasons. Yep. They're I've a download the first, festival. Yay! Yeah, I've, I've heard the first single off it. That looks a turner. Good note. It's all right. Yeah, it, it sounds a bit more like the stuff they used to do. Um, I'll be interested to hear the album. I do like them, so let's let's see. But other than that, yeah, you know, it, it's, for me, it's always been like films and TV rather than the music that's been my my kind of passion. So bringing it to a close we're now into 2023 what are you most looking forward to this year i'm looking forward to definitely ant-man 3 which we've already mentioned um john wick 4 can't wait for that equalizer 3 uh the three equalizer never seen Uh, any of them but i take your word for it oh they're brilliant really good oppenheimer looks interesting it's gonna that's Uh, gonna be certainly a one to watch at the cinema, especially he's yeah. he's come out and said I've recreated the atom bomb using mostly practical effects. Pra- yeah, yeah. He, he's, if anyone... he's definitely blown up an atom somewhere in a desert that we've it's not like, known about. Yeah, basically, he's like, of course you have. Of course, if anyone's going to do it, of course he would. Um, I think Indy Five, Indiana Jones Five, The Dial of Destiny. Hate the title. Hate the title. But that trailer looks very, very good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward um, to being sat in that cinema, you know, John Williams' score, and just mm, being transported to, you know, whatever yeah. batshit situation Indy's stuck in. That's it. I am looking forward to The Flash, and I make no apologies. I'm interested to see what they do. I, 
it's a case of separating the art from the artist, right? Sometimes. I liked what Ezra Miller did with the character. So I'm interested. I mean, the film's directed by Andy Muschietti, who did the It, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. It's got Ben Affleck's Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman, Supergirl. There's more than one Flash in it. Um, and and whether it whether the plot points it creates carry on in the future or whether that's it and it's done, who knows? But I'm interested to see what they come up with. Um, Spider Verse Two, part one, superb. Yep, <laughs> looks superb. June Part Two. Um, Hopefully that'll look good. Wait. Oh, I mean, the first one was fantastic, so I cannot wait for June Part 2. And then we've got our Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. If um, it happens. Well, it's all promising so far. Um, I mean, it's got a new director, Gil Kennan, who co-wrote Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, he directed Monster House, the Poltergeist remake from a few years ago, and a couple of episodes of the Screen TV show. Um, but he was involved in the last film on a creative level, so he's, he's familiar with the characters and and the actors and, and so on. And it clearly made enough money. Just you know, I think we said before, didn't we? It wasn't a massive hit, but it clearly enough to to warrant a sequel and I'm looking forward to it I think the way well, they need to get a wiggle on be... because it's meant to be out in December 23 well that's the only thing isn't it is whether it comes out this year or whether it ends up going into next but I think the ending of of the last film where they kind of move back into the firehouse uh, interesting the the working title is Ghostbusters firehouse which suggests uh, it will a, pick um, up. I didn't know about that. That's cool. Oh yeah, so that does suggest it'll pick up that thread with Ernie Hudson's character, kind of taking ownership back of of the original firehouse and and I guess opening up the business again. You know where where it started. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Is there anything else that you've got coming up that you're, you're um, looking forward to? Looking forward to hopefully doing more of this, and I can fix my audio quality problems. But um, no, you pretty much covered it. I mean, Mando Series 3 is coming out. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how HBO do Last of Us. That'll be interesting. That's in a couple of weeks as well, actually, isn't it? Yeah, so... Yeah. HBO, isn't it? Yeah. HBO Max, and it's going to be on Sky Sky in the UK. UK. Yeah, there's there's lots of cool things this year, but most importantly, I think, just just want to get through the year again. Yeah. <laughs> Without yeah. a complete dumpster fire. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's been an interesting 2022. We had an interesting mm. year of films releases. Lots of ups and downs, I think, of the industry again. Still recovering, of course, from COVID. But um, yeah, yeah. this year I certainly want to go to the cinema more. I Definitely. didn't really into 22. This year I certainly do. There's lots to, that I want to go see. Um, yeah. Like, I need to go see Avatar 2. Apparently that's out. Is it? Par- is apparently, it's, yeah. Apparently, it's doing rather well as well. Do you know? I never knew. If only they advertised it in some way or, or made people aware of it, I never you know, realised that was coming. I think Jim Cameron's going to go on to do big things. He's he's all right, the the fella, isn't he? I think if he sticks to what he's doing, I think he'll 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 do well for himself. No, I think you're right in terms of going to the cinema. Looking at the 
that kind of brief list that I went through of stuff coming out. There's certainly more at this stage. There is more that I want to go and see on a big screen than there was last year. That's good Some, to know. Just stuff, stuff like in, Indiana Jones. I'll, that is absolutely a film to see with a crowd. Um, Oppenheimer, I think you're right in terms of the scale of it. If it's IMAX, etc., you'd want to see that on a big screen. Um, yeah, I just think there's some stuff you just you just got to see at least once on a big so screen. So, like, you know, thinking about Indy Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, um, only six months to wait. June thirtieth. Oh God, I know, I know. Hopefully, we'll get another trailer as well, though, between between now and then. Just a little bit for plot now, because we we had the trailer to just go look who's in it, and oh my God, yeah. you're going to enjoy this. But yes. a bit of plot would be yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we, we've got Man Three coming, and then the Marvels. We've got John Wick. Um, yeah, we've got we've got some good stuff this year, and then yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And as you say, Mando, Last of Us. I've never played the game, but the show looks good. The trailers look great. Uh, let's see if they can fuck it up or not, because <laughs> yeah, the history sure. of video game adaptations isn't isn't brilliant, is it? So we shall wait and see. We shall. So that's it. That is it. I think we covered it. I'm sure we missed a few. Oh, Westworld season four was so so, and then it got cancelled. So we'll live. We'll never. We'll. It's a shame, but yeah, I think we will. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. I think that probably covers it. I don't know when we'll be back or what we'll be talking about next. Um. But I'm sure something will. Something will prompt pop up. I'm sure. To, something will pop up. Yeah. Well, if you've listened, thank you. If you've supported us in 22, thank you very much. Yeah. And yeah, maybe and, maybe um, hear you next time. If it sounds like we're incredibly low energy, <laughs> that's not intentional. It's I just think because we are, because I'm yeah, well. I've got to go back you're to not work. Well. I've I've had a busy few days, and, and I'm annoyed and, that uh, my, my I think the microphone's been buzzing the entire episode. So hopefully, what we do in post will fix all that. <laughs> but yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see. Right. But yes, we'll 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 be back and uh, we'll catch up again. And uh, bye for now. Bye. Bye.